Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 21st of February 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day that was in markets and business in reporting season. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Scotty, how are you doing on this Monday? I'm doing well. I'm really excited about tomorrow though, because it's Richie Benno Day. 22nd of the 2nd, 2022. Two for 22. (laughs) It's going to be great. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. How was your day? It was okay. It was good. Um, Probably goes over the head of a Canadian. Well, yeah, you could see my panicked eyes like, what is going on here? Yeah, okay. 2202.22 doesn't happen very often. Mm -hmm. Well, where do we start? Um, Look, just in the interest of keeping things simple, I'll start with the best performer from reporting season, at least it was on my list and it's long, was A2 Milk. So up by 11% by the end of the session. So clearly, market is believing that it will have a better second half, which it has flagged, and that uh, it will see an improved demand in its major market being China. Yeah, it uh, has all the uh, the right elements to it. And just obviously a few uh, gremlins haunting that company when it comes to you know, the ability to get the product into China and various facets. But no, they can go and get that infant formula market humming again. Well, it's going to be a pretty good uh, trend to ride. I know that people are talking about the demographic shifts mm-hmm. in China and everything else, but I think a lot of that may be temporary, like other parts of the world. Yep. Pandemic creates you know, a bit of uncertainty out there for households. It sure does. Um, we spoke with Brad Hobson to start the day. In fact, when H2Milk was just trading in New Zealand, if you'd like to listen to his views on the company, you can find that on our website. In the infotech space, look, this is a company I did not speak with or about today, Hanson Technologies. Uh, This is often sort of a black horse kind of technology company when it comes up on the call, for example. But it saw net profit up by 15% on year, revenues up 5%, underlying earnings up 4%. And I think it's notable because, of course, it's in the infotech space. It was up by close to 10% today on a day when we saw infotech really being hammered hard. Must, I must admit, I didn't read no. the results. There wasn't a lot of time out there today. But no, uh, I'm not yeah. going to quiz you on all the yeah, results. They're, 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 <laughs> just those metrics. So it must be something pretty spectacular in the results because the metrics themselves don't you know, beat the door down, but obviously there's something that the investors like. I know. And so uh, it's one that I'm going to spend a bit of time reading and then we'll endeavor to get the company in to get the details on it. While we're in the sort of infotech space, Altium. Altium reported and the share price was down by more than 6%. It had pretty soft annual earnings guidance. It is facing wage pressures, I should say, from wages. So inflation there, a topic. Um, And it's saying that the margin, yeah, will be likely at the lower end of guided range due to the expansion of its sales team. So let's take a pause, listen to what our guests had to say about Altium. It was the stock of the day. So Kashi sat down with his guests to find out whether it would be a buy, hold, or a sell for them. Nathan Samasandram from Deep Dan- Data Analytics and Francesco Destratus from Ordmanet. As good as it is, the macro was working against them. Yeah. Uh, they are doing the right things. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with the business model. Market gets excited, then market panics. Yep. We're in the panic state. It's with the uh, tech stocks. Now, Altium and Ordinate are probably the best platform techs that I, I see, I've seen in our market. Yep. Um, it's very clear where they're headed. The long-term plan is there. Um, the blue sky is there. Um, and they, they've, their track record shows me they will execute. So over the next month, you'll probably find it cheaper. So I'm not jumping in right now. But in the results today, you know, I think a lot of the market looks for guidance. Uh, revenue side of things looked fine, uh, but the earnings looked a bit softer than anticipated. I'd avoid it but at the moment, but um, I'd keep an eye on it because it could get to a position where it's oversold and, and, and there might be a little bit of a bounce when it does, but um, um, yeah, I wouldn't be buying it right now. So there you have it. Uh, they like it, but given the macro environment, given the fact that it... Um did forecast that softer than expected guidance. They're going to avoid it just for now. Um, and I think it's interesting because I, I guess they're just waiting to see some proof in the pudding from this expanded tail sales team to see if they can actually execute and make it happen. So there you go. Stock of the day, Altium. Hey, Scotty, we spoke with many, many CEOs today. Um, I was just reviewing a conversation that I had with Kathy O'Connor, who is the CEO of Umedia, Omedia, I should say. Um, shares ended up 5%. It was good because, look, she was talking about the confidence, the return of confidence in advertisers, in corporates, in big brands, and that's what we want to hear, isn't it? Yeah, still making a loss, though, although from uh, looking backwards, probably a much darker place than where potentially oh, yeah. we're heading to. Did she say anything about the dividend? Because that was the thing that struck me, still paying out a dividend despite recording quite a big loss. Yeah, it was based on revenue. We actually didn't talk about the dividend. We mm. talked a lot about the broader environment, but I think that their capital, their balance sheet is looking pretty good right now and how uh, FY22 is tracking so far. It looks as if they're going to be right up and around where they were tracking in 2019, so pre-COVID. But yeah, it is an interesting one that mm. they're choosing to pay out despite the fact uh, that uh, they're still making a loss. Um, but she's pretty confident that it will be a slower return to the office and uh, to airports as well. But she's pretty confident that things will start returning to normal in terms of the audience in office by the end of the year. So a bit of positivity being expressed there. Yeah, I'll have to go and check whether they did a capital raise back in the other uh, pandemic period. But uh, a lot I don't recall it doing yeah, a cap I, raise. Yeah, I fit a lot into my little minute brain, but uh, yeah, that one is slipped. Okay, so yeah, I'll go and do some research on yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, no, likewise. Hey, uh, Reliance Worldwide was up by about a percentage point today. Uh, you can actually listen to the interview with the CEO that's available via the show notes, but just really talking up its ability to pass on those price rises to its customers. But I did ask, when do you hit the tipping point? You know, so far they've been very successful and believe that they've got room to increase um, prices further. But, I mean, inevitably, doesn't there come a time where, where people aren't willing or able to pay anymore? And uh, that brings competition into the space as well. So, yeah, there's plenty, plenty for people to get caught up with tonight if you've got any time or in the coming days in terms of our CEO coverage. And you can access that. Again, we've got a whole section on the website devo devoted to reporting season. I don't just want to talk about the positive, super retail down by 10%, Zipco off by close to 8%, Adair's down by 6%. I mean, a lot of these retailers that did really well online uh, in the pandemic are having a bit of trouble now with supply chains and logistics and all the rest of those associated costs. Mm -hmm. Not overly surprising. They do keep talking up the other uh, online growth coming through, mm -hmm. which is uh, interesting to go note. But uh, unfortunately for most of them, a large chunk of their revenues and sales comes through from in-store. 
So, uh, yeah, interesting. People are definitely out and about, whether that's been to the shops or whether it's to uh, more social aspects. I'm seeing a lot more of the latter at this stage. We'll see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Blue Scope, I think, is an interesting one. Record dividend, but down by about 1%. So, look, um, go online. I can just encourage you to look at all the analysis that we've got on all these various companies as well. Uh, to the other story of the day, potentially the week, month, who knows? But this is the bid for AGL by Mike Cannon Brooks's Grok and uh, Brookfield Asset Management. So, it's an $8 billion surprise offer rejected firmly by the AGL board. So naturally the conversation we've been having with plenty of people is do you hold in hopes of a competing or more improved offer or do you potentially take some profits um, with the certainty of a takeover? Well, not there. Good question. Mm -hmm. Well, how will it proceed? Will there even be a competing offer? Will there be? Well, exactly. There's a lot of unknowns about this. Came out of left field. Um, and also a lot of unknowns as to the motivation. I know that you've got your own questions as well, Scotty. Yeah, and not everyone's going to agree with me. But uh, Sunday afternoon, pretty low ball offer price, given where the stock's trading at and uh, where it's come from and the plan that's got in place, that particular company. Very similar kind of background uh, to, to what uh, was proposed. Just an acceleration of that uh, shuttering of the other uh, coal player power generation side of the other business, but still shifting to the renewables. And I just wonder what the, uh, was it the real motive to go and actually acquire the business or was it to go and get something else? And uh, I think it's probably the latter. I don't know exactly, but uh, I found it uh, quite strange. Uh, they would have known straight off the bat that the, uh, the offer would have been rejected. Mm-hmm. It just looked, everything about it looked wrong. Well, it's got quite the conversation going. We spoke with Raymond Chan from Morgans. We spoke about it, you know, toward the end of the call. If you'd like to listen to that full episode, um, many people commenting on AGL. But I think the consensus is well, we just chatted with Julia Lee. Fortunately, broadband let us down. Um, but uh, she was sort of of the view that you would hold to see if another offer came to the fore, whereas Raymond Chan from Morgans was saying that it t- the temptation, uh, if you are um, you know, in the position, would be to take any profits that you may have in that regard. But look, um, you know... What's, what's your take? You're, you often ask me a lot about what my views. You, know, you, you obviously have a view as well. What's, uh, what did you make of the deal? I don't know if I have a strong view. I mean, I think obviously that offer wasn't going to be accepted. I think that obviously that both parties have vested interest in seeing that shift to renewable happen at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I was just reading some analysis from RBC Capital saying that uh, they're not of the view that AGL would be able to, uh, or that the split is in the best interest of shareholders. So this isn't a better offer mm. in their view or a better outcome than seeing that split. There's a lot of risks associated with that split. If you forget, we've had a CEO step down at AGL who was supposed to execute that split. And um, what is intriguing about it is that it's obviously political. You know, obviously the Australian government is going to have an issue with it. Obviously, uh, we heard from Angus Taylor in relation to Origins um, execution and and, um, and expediting its exit from coal. Um, But yeah, I just, I like it. I like the fact that there's a different um, conversation happening, that it's coming from a different angle and we'll see how it all pans out. I mean, the reality is, is that this transition is happening, that uh, there will be a lot of money made and um, potentially, you know, some money lost as well. Yeah. A lot of subsidies handed out as well, I suspect over time. So yeah, we'll see for, uh, no, for a relatively low outlay. We'll see, uh, we'll see where it goes for this uh, consortium. Yeah. And I'd also say that it's, um, if we can get stuff sped up, 
I will go out on a limb. It's better for everybody. It's better for my kids. Better for us. Oh yeah, as long as I'm, I'm all for that. I just make sure the safeguards are in place to go and make sure we don't go and try and turn on the lights and there's no electricity. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think anyone wants that scenario as well. There's got to be a happy medium. Make sure that I uh, know that transition when it's uh, when it takes place uh, works for everyone, uh, whilst also keeping a close eye on the environment. But we know that we know that coal is no longer a cheap or necessarily a cheap. Um, means of uh, or a cheap energy source it will be replaced by renewables it is already in many regards being replaced by renewables yeah, and cost as well but um, yeah RBC also raises the, the specter of you know FERB rejection of um, any Brookfield Grok bid based on the politics behind it. So Brookfield will own, of course, it's, it's a different unit of Brookfield. And this is oh, yeah. renewables, but they might end up owning <laughs> everything from, from, from where to go when it comes to the, uh, the power grid. So yeah, I can see why there's a few uh, people yeah, yeah. raising question marks about that as well. All right, so we'll see how that plans out. To no doubt, it's got a long way to go. Plenty of analysis to come on that one. We're talking and about it. You, that tells you, that yeah. tells you a lot. And if you would like to read Scuddy's view, you know where to go. The COB <laughs> newsletter. Okay, um, what else, Scotty? We're closed in the US for President's Day tonight. We do get some PMIs out in Europe. Um, we will be talking about Omicron and disruptions and supply chains and all the rest of it in that space. Uh, what else are you waiting for? Obviously, Russia-Ukraine headlines as well. Yeah, Grant, uh, Grant Wilson from Exane Data has got some good advice there. Don't trade the next headline. Seems to be a plethora of them. Of course, we're all talking about summits now, but uh, Russia's not allowed to invade Ukraine. A uh, lot of water to go under the bridge in that space. Uh, domestically, it comes back to, I uh, know, really keen to go and see this wages print. We keep talking about uh, domestically, uh, stories about uh, what the RBA is going to go and do and how uh, know, the economy is responding to this reopening. So it's, uh, it's going to be a good little fill-up on, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, in the interim, uh, we've got so many reports coming out uh, that at individual stock level, that generates enough news for itself for, uh, for a lifetime. So yeah. uh, that's what I'm looking, looking at. Plenty of companies as well. Cochlear will be speaking to G8 Education. We'll be speaking to Hub24. We'll be um, speaking with uh, Seven Groups. We'll be speaking with Ryan Stokes. Uh, look, maybe even Parenti. Geez, the list is very long tomorrow. Unity Group, really like hearing from Mick Simmons. Company's done very, very well. And um, plenty more besides. You can hear it in my voice. I'm a bit hoarse at the end of today. Yeah, I think we're at the end of this uh, reporting season. <laughs> get, uh, get a couple of lozenges and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we've said a lot I'm of tired words. of hearing myself talk, to be honest. Well, Why don't we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. We've got plenty more to say later in the week. We'll see you then. See ya.